How's it going, JLo? Good. Bubbly. Very good. We are not allowed to talk about your friend who's coming this weekend. <sighs> well, I don't know if it's this weekend, but no, we're not allowed to talk about that. Please. Okay. <laughs> uh, a little too much of an open book you are. Really? Uh-huh. Uh-oh. I think you are. <laughs> yeah, there's just some, there's just things that should be left private. Like okay. that. Yes. <laughs> but I do have my shirt off, as you know. And you encouraged me to take it no, off. No, I didn't. Yeah, I said I'm going to take my shirt oh, off. Oh, I thought, I thought you were putting it. I'm sorry. I thought you were putting it on. I always take my shirt off when we're in bed. <laughs> no, but I mean, even if, you know, it's not getting hot and heavy. I just, it's just a natural thing for me. And you might be okay with that as, as long as I put like, uh, like some sort of sweatpants on. So let's, let's say times when we're not hot and heavy and we're getting ready to actually sleep. Oh my goodness. You, it freaked you out that I don't wear pajamas. It didn't freak me out. It was just, no, 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 no. I think I should explain that. Hold on. Okay. As you walk away. Hold on. I'll be right, I'll be right here. Um, <laughs> I should explain that. What, what are you doing, babes? No, I'm just, I, I, um, I accidentally put something on my, um, uh, uh, close to my nose. So... Oh, somebody's snorting something there, Jay. Whoa, no, 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 it's no, it was me. a menthol cream I had, Bob. Okay. Okay, so let me explain that. Oh, it is powerful. I smell it now. Yeah, let, let, let me explain that. Okay. It wasn't that I freaked out because he didn't wear pajamas. I freaked out because he wore street clothes. He admitted that um, it doesn't matter where he sleeps, he wears a street clothes. And I thought that was like, the weirdest thing ever, but I... I was always taught growing up that you should always change out of your street clothes into something comfortable, and I just could not imagine. There were a couple of times where I had to sleep in jeans and whatever shirt I was wearing because, like, if I got locked out of my room or something, and this was in the past, but I, I just could not feel comfortable in something I wore to a uh, something I wore to somebody's party. Wow! I I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, especially if I. If I dressed up, like, I'm not going to sleep in my dress. <laughs> That's a little bit different. It, like, if I put on super nice clothes, yeah. I'm not going to go home and sleep on them. But if I am wearing what I usually wear in the, in the day, which isn't, like, ratty, it's just not the most high-quality thing, then I, I don't see an issue with it. But okay. you've moved past it, though. You've learned I, to love it. I never said I loved it. I just think it's weird. Nice. I just, <laughs> I, I mean, what else am I going to do? I can't, I'm... I can't convince you, but I think it's still really weird. People in my past have commented it's strange, but uh, I mean, it, it it doesn't like affect my day to day life, cool. but it, I I still think it's very strange. Like I would not, I would not feel comfortable sleeping in what I'm wearing right now. You've never prayed to the Lord that oh, I. Oh, all right. <laughs> I know you're mocking. Buy some sanctified pajama bottoms. Or tops, or whatever the hell they are. What are you, you talking about? You don't want me to buy some sanctified, uh, pajamas. no, just regular pajama bottoms and tops. Uh oh, yes. let me ask you something. Uh oh, what is it? There are stores that advertise that they're owned by Christians, right? Uh, some, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're uh, they're not uh, they're uh, they publicly share that, yeah. Why? I'm wondering. I'm assuming that if you had a choice between shopping at a regular department store and one where they proudly talk about Jesus, you'd go with the latter. Well, I mean, if there was one, maybe I would. But, uh, I mean, I've stopped at, I've, I've shopped at many a secular store. No, but you did it because there wasn't a Christian alternative nearby. And... Well, I mean, if it if if it would be better if there was a store that supported the cause that I supported, but um, you know, I'm I'm still going to shop at a Target, even though uh, they I disagree with their politics. I think they have good politics. For the yeah, most but point. but you're you're a lib. You would say that. Oh, yeah. But I do shop at Walmart, and they're super conservative. But my question for I don't know. They're not quite. They're kind of going the other way. But are they? In yes, what they sense? Are. 
I don't need to go into it. Because you're making it up. No, I'm not making it up. I'm 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 not gonna go into it because I know it's gonna spark another political debate and I really don't feel like doing that. Oh. Here's what I wanna know, babes. Uh oh. At what price would you choose a secular store? So if you go into, let's say, Target, mm-hmm. and they're selling pajamas for $20, uh-huh. and there's a Christian Bible-loving store next next to it, and they're selling pajamas with Jesus on it for $130. That's, like, extreme, Bubs. Which one would you choose? I don't know. Really? <laughs> No, 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 because pajamas are pajamas. Mm. I'm not going to just buy it because it says Jesus on it. It's ridiculous. What if it's a signed pair of pajamas? A signed pair of pajamas? By Jesus. Well, first off, uh, I don't think I, I don't think there was anything that was really had anything with Jesus' autograph on. Okay, you're just being funny, bubs. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, pajamas are pajamas. If they are fitting, if they're comfortable, if they're in my size, it doesn't matter to me. But we could replace it with books and say you could get the Chronicles of Narnia for, I don't know, $5 each at a regular store or go to a Christian store and buy them for $80. Well, it depends because if it's not in my format, I'm not going to go to the store. If I can't get it in, in like an audio format. Okay. I'm, that's, that's kind of a different. The question I'm trying to ask, babes. Okay. And you don't have to be so dense. What? Is, Excuse me? If you're comparing. Excuse me. It seems Ex- like you're. No, it seems like you're trying not to get it. <laughs> but ah! Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, what is it? What is it? Excuse me. Excuse me. All right. Okay, okay. Tickle twoosh. For now. For now. How much more expensive could a Christian store be to a secular one for you to say, I'm just going to shop at a regular store? I couldn't tell you Mm. because there are, I'm sure that there are Christian stores or Christian organizations that sell stuff uh half of the price of a circular store or whatever it is i don't know see i think that if i wanted to play the whole jesus card one thing i could do is get a loan from a bank open up a christian store and charge double the price on everything and say hey brothers and sisters you're coming to support uh one of the lord's uh you know yeah, but you would, Yeah, but you wouldn't be doing it. You would be doing it under false pretenses, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I'm saying uh, a I mean, lot of people do things under that. But that wouldn't that, would, that wouldn't be correct. I mean, if you were if you claim that you were in a Christian, then there would be no reason for you to open a store. And I'm uh, saying I could switch it, and I could say tomorrow, J Lo, I believe in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now let's sell some items. <laughs> I don't know if I'd support you in that one. Oh. Well, I mean, the question would be: Would you be would you be doing it under false pretense, or would you be doing it because you actually uh, you actually wanted to do it, and you you felt that it was a calling, uh, your calling? I'd be I, doing it to make money. See, I couldn't support you. Oh, I think it would be thievery. But there are a lot of preachers who fake. Well, the yeah, funk, but that doesn't say. mean that you have to do that. I mm. mean, I, I'm I'm disgusted with those preachers that want money from people, and they. They say that they're supposed to be healers, but yet they take people's money and the people leave their, uh, the people, uh, leave their, um, their conferences and they were worse off than they were before they came in. Hold on. I'm going to lie down. Okay. Oh, my shirt on. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm disgusted with those people. Oh, good. You knew I was disgusted with those people. I don't like. I don't like hypocrisy. I know, but you know, sometimes you can go for. No, I. I've always been disgusted with those people. Okay. Y- y- but you used to watch TBN. Yeah, but that was before I realized what um, what craziness is going on there. Mm. That's before I I matured and realized that that's the kind of stuff I don't really want to watch anymore because it's um, they're. Preaching a very false uh, prosperity gospel, and I I don't like that Benny Hinn is taking people's money and uh, using the prosperity gospel to do it, and it, you know profiting off of people's emotions. I don't I don't like that, and yeah. I I think a lot of 
that channel really focuses on it. Okay, here's my question. Not not everything, but a lot of it does. Okay. Are there any national Christian radio networks out there? Or is it all just like a collection of stations that have um, no connection to each other? No, well, I mean, I, I mean, there's some like uh, K-Love is a national Christian music thing. I don't really listen to K-Love. Okay. I, I like listening to like, I like listening to like uh, the New Zealand station I told you about because it's, um, it's listener supported and they don't play the same thing over and over again mm. like other stations. When it comes to music, they play a lot of old stuff. I like that. Um, and there's, you know, there's local stations. Uh, you know what I mean? When you're not with me, do you ever listen to secular radio? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I do. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. Sometimes. But I haven't, I haven't, uh, lately. Oh. Do you ever watch secular movies? Oh, yeah, I have, I have a bunch of them in, I have a bunch of them in my, uh. Collection. My movie list, yeah. Oh, oh. I mean, they're not, like, you know what I mean. I guess secular in the, in the way that it isn't faith-based. Yeah. Necessarily. But they're fun. I'm not boring. Wow. <laughs> you know, there are Christians that actually know how to have fun. It's not, yeah, it's like, not a boring Yeah, like, you think that sometimes I paint you out to be too goody-goody and, you know, sweet and syrupy. I, I feel that. Yes, you do. And I think that's a misconception. Uh-oh. I think that uh, that Christians are not the um, passive, boring, uh, no sense of humor kind of people. I think I think that's a very, very much a misconception. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. And you did used to be about that club life when you were younger. No, I wasn't. Okay. I love you. No, it's too smoky in there. And there's just weirdos. Oh. I just, yeah, I didn't like it. Well, even when I w- even when I did go to one and that was just because somebody had a party, I didn't do anything. I just sat there. I was, I was in, um, I just got back from my sister's wedding. I sat there and I didn't dance with anybody because I didn't know anyone except for the people I came with. And... I know there were guys that wanted to dance with me and I didn't want to dance with anybody. I was just like, okay, whatever. And it was too smoky in there and crowded and ugh. not my, not my, not my thing. Yeah. I did like going to nightclubs when I was younger, but now I just feel old when I go and I haven't been to one. When was the last time I went to a club babes? I have no idea above. I think honestly it was not long before we started dating. I want to say it was when I saw Charlie Tuna perform live. It was the last time I was in the, the club. Was it like a jazz club or was it just like a regular club? It was just like a regular club where they'd play music and once in a while they'd have a live performer come in. Was it like uh, smoky in there? Because sometimes clubs, some clubs get smoky in there. It wasn't smoky, but there were people drinking. We had a, I, I, I had a few. I'm sure you did. What's that supposed to mean? You did. Oh my goodness, Jay Wool. No, no, no. Um... Uh, that's either here or there, but yeah, I, I never really, I never really cared for. I wasn't uh, the, the club thing was not my thing. Yeah, nice. No thanks. Nice, nice, nice. Well, I'm happy for you, babes, yes. that you realize that at a young age. Yeah, it was just not my thing. I wasn't. I really wasn't into the club kid thing. I heard they wear some weird clothes, like that's bubble good. wrap or whatever. Oh. Yeah, I heard about that. Nice. Kind of strange. Uh-oh. Hey. Oh, I need to get new drip pans for my stovetop, babes. That's and what happened. That's what happened the other day when we couldn't make the mashed potatoes, but we had some good gravy. We did have some good gravy, but this time I bought more potatoes, and I have a feeling we're going to have a better time making um By the way, did you bring your masher? Oh, fuck. Uh, oh, all right. All right. We'll figure it out. I guess we won't mash them. Ah. <laughs> uh, there has to be a way to mash them without a masher, I'm sure, right? There is, but it's not uh, ideal. I should have asked you before. Uh, I, have, I didn't even think about that. I thought you put, I put, I thought you, uh, no, you, cause you, I mean, you didn't remind me. And, and we're, as we're going through the day, you're like, Bob's wing, yes, Bob's wing, yes, Bob's don't forget, yes, Bob's we need, yeah. Oh my goodness. So it's like a woman, I, there's only so much I can remember. A masher. But I figured that I I don't know why I forgot the masher. I figured you remember that. I mean, we are making mashed potatoes. Yeah, I have like fifty things to bring over though. 
It wasn't 50 things. It was like three things. It was three things. Was it three things? Ghee, Let's see. Yeah. Ghee. Uh, sour cream. Yes. And then you brought your gravy. That's true. No, and then I also brought, um, I brought something else too. Didn't I? It was, um, oh, 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 oh uh, rosemary. Rosemary. Because you didn't want to get fresh rosemary. Well, I totally forgot about that because I was thinking about the other stuff and that there were some things that were like two to three day shipping. But the rosemary wasn't that long. And you could have just looked at the list of ingredients. I did. Oh. I just forgot that one thing and I got uh, pretty much everything else. I don't see how you could forget something when you're ah! looking ah, ah, at the rest of ingredients. Mm. But I love you, babes. Mm. You make me feel safe and special. Oh. Give me a kiss. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Because God likes it when two conservative Christians kiss each other. Oh, whatever. But he likes it even more when a, a conservative Christian kisses somebody who's super smart. No. Give me oh, a kiss. Oh, no. Oh, now you're saying I'm not smart. No, this is for you, uh-huh. babes. I'm doing, uh-huh. I'm, God uh-huh. sent me here to uh-huh. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. Mm. Well, we're going to have to figure out how to mash them. Ah. Uh, ah. There has to be a way to do it. There, I, we'll figure it out, babes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I am super excited. Yeah. Not to replace the burners or the, not the, the drip pan. for pans and not necessarily about, um, you know, mashing your potatoes. But uh-huh. I I have a convection oven, or not, uh, uh, air fryer. Uh, uh, air fryer, yep. yep. And a stand mixer. And a stand mixer. So I'm going to be doing some cool, some cool shit, as J-Lo might say. I would not say that. Uh-oh. No. That, yes. that you're putting, you're, you're putting words in my mouth now. Uh-oh. You haven't slipped up once and sweared in front of me. And your point is? I just, uh, that seems really ho- wholesome to me. And you knew that before. No, but it seems very, like, G-rated, we're not going to swear at all type of thing. It just seems a little bit too... Well, it's just, it's not my thing. Sweet and, and, I, and I explained to you why, and we've talked about this ad nauseum. <laughs> so here's a question for we've you. We've talked guys. about this ad nauseum. I know. I'm going to take another shot at it. Not at you, but... Um, uh-huh. You already have. Oh, no, no. So you have mm-hmm. friends, and not all of them believe the thing, same things you do. And I'm curious, how many young 20-something women do you think you've met in your life who are all about that club life, like, uh, you know, um, maybe partaking in certain substances with a lot of guys, but just uh, hate swearing and never swear at all? I never met anyone like that. Okay. I don't, I don't think I've met anybody like that. And only watch Disney movies and like well, that would be Bible. kind of um, uh, that would be that that sounds to me like that girl or whoever it is, girl, guy, whatever. Who's it's almost like they're living double lives. Mm. I mean, I've never met anyone that that would be uh, secular one minute and then wholesome the next minute. I, I, I've never met somebody like that. I want to write a movie. But it sounds like you knew someone like that, right? I don't think I Maybe I did. I'd have to think. I don't think I have met anybody that was, um, uh, what do you call it, um, living the opposite of what they... Or I'm sorry, doing the opposite of the way that they were living. Okay, here's my uh, here's my movie pitch, babes. Uh, we have a girl in her early twenties, let's say twenty three, mm-hmm. and she hits the club every weekend, and she's super into one night stands. But on Sundays, she you know she kind of does what I was saying. She goes to church. She she always hates swearing. She doesn't even swear when she's like doing drugs in the club or anything. And, um, she only watches like, uh, kids TV shows like on Nickelodeon or old Disney movies. Sounds like, sounds like if this girl exists, she's living a totally. I'm telling you about the movie I'm working on, babes. Double life. Let me, let me give you the premise for the movie, babes. And, uh, she's open with everybody. So all the people at the church know that she's in a one night stands, but they also respect that she, you know, uh, is very, uh, sweet in other ways and, and gushy, gushy. So one night she goes out to the club and is doing ecstasy, 
goes home with a dude and has sex with him. Yeah, I don't like where this is going. Hold on, Dave. This is, I'm giving you the pitch, and then we can go over script details later. Ugh. And she wakes up early the next morning, realizes that she has to be at church in like a half hour. So she quickly rushes out, goes to services. The minister or preacher, whoever it is, comes up to the pulpit and says, now we have somebody new who's joining the church who we want you to be nice to this person. He's loves the church and, uh, you know, all that stuff. And it's the guy that she slept with the night before. Uh-oh. So now she's got to show him that she can be a housewife because she realizes he shares the same values as I do. And it's her and him navigating the road about, do they want to be about that club life or about the uh, church life? I don't know if I like that. Oh, we call it, um, the, um, the ch- church party. Church party is what we call it. Mm-mm. What do you, you don't like it? No. Why not? I, I don't know. It just has the makings of a, of a mockery type of a series. I don't know. Oh, it's a movie, not a series. Or a movie, whatever. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I'm, that's how I'm pitching it. No. Oh. I'm sorry you don't you don't like it, babes. Toby. Oh, give me a movie idea then. I don't have one. Oh, not right now. Oh, well, will you watch Church Life with me when it comes out? Or Church Party? Uh, I can't even remember uh, the name of my own film. Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, because it won't come out. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird. Oh, oh, that's a little bit weird. I'm sure there must be people like that out there. Well, there are definitely people living double lives. No, but I mean people who are open with all aspects of the community to where even the preacher knows that, yeah, they don't swear and they they hit the club. I kind of wonder, well, I've heard of people open with other people about certain things, but they lie to the other. They're not so open to to other people like the pastor about that. Mm. I'm sure... I know about that. Um, I know people that are in church on Sunday, but they admit to uh, some of their friends that they're doing this when they should be concentrating on uh, things that should be important to them. But I think that um, there are some people that that also lie about it. Or they don't want to talk about it. I don't know. I, I just don't. I I don't think I've met anyone unless they actually were not were not openly a Christian. I don't know if I know anyone that um would be that open to a pastor. I think maybe they should and everybody else in the church too. Just so they can live their best life. Well, I okay, well, living their best life uh that way, I don't know if uh that's really living their best but life. But maybe they need both in their life to have a, to feel like they're well balanced. Well, that's the thing, though. Their idea of well-balancedness may not be what that really is. But maybe it works for them, though. And it wouldn't necessarily be the lifestyle that would fit you the best. And but if they're not willing to, if they're not willing, I mean, they would have to choose what what kind of life they want to live. They can't have both both things. Let's talk about shame, which I think happens. When people feel that they can't share all of themselves with somebody. And we're, I'm coming up with an extreme example that we can call the church slut, right? What? Yeah. It's the, the women, the, the church goers who hit the club all the time and sleep with everybody. So she's, so she's like. Maybe that's a better name for my film. No. Oh. Ah! What was that for? (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, well, I could, I could, I could, I could, ah! I could. Take a two. Take a two. Right now? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I wanted to. I wanted to see if you're paying attention. Okay, my point, <laughs> babes, is that I let's, uh, and obviously, I came up with an extreme example that you you claim to have never seen. 
Um, well, I mean, not, not openly, I don't think. But what do you think about shame and how it affects people? Because this could be like one example of somebody living their best life by incorporating the church and the club into their existence. Well, I, but there are, there are less extreme examples of that where people feel shame over things. And how do you think we as a society handle shame? Um, I don't think we handle it very well. I'll tell you why. Tell me. Because the same people that are shaming others for doing it are probably doing it themselves. Mm -hmm. And they're not examining their own lives and not looking at themselves in the mirror and saying, you know what, maybe I should be the one changing. And it's, it's not really my place to butt into their lives if I'm doing the same thing. And I think we haven't handled it very well as, as a society. I think that, um, uh, people like to play the, um, uh, some people like to get on their high horse and try to thumb their noses at people when they really have to look at themselves. I think. I am more open than you are. And I, I feel shame over some things, but I think because I'm more open, it's, I have less of a connection to it than other people. And I think the answer is for people just to be who they are to everybody in their life. But is it really who they are? Is, is sleeping around, drinking, doing drugs, is it really who the person is or is it really, uh, the type of person that um, they thought they were. Well, you could say, is it really the whole of that person or is it part of them? And if it's just part of them, then why not be open about it? Uh, I guess, uh, you know, some people care about appearances. But do you think, babes, I, I, I want to see how I phrase this. Now, you've known people who have been a little bit more rambunctious than you. And I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking other folks. Oh, oh, oh yeah. And do you think, I'm assuming, I don't know if this is correct, that you've told them that you're not happy with their lifestyle? I, I mean, maybe I haven't told them that rightly, but they knew that I was not. Okay. Uh, maybe, or, or maybe they had a feeling I was. Yeah. So I, I may not have told them right out. Okay, my question is, do you think in some ways you created or um, contributed to some shame they might have felt? I don't know that I have. Mm. Because they've been, they probably, I mean, the people I'm thinking about or the, or whoever, the person I'm thinking about that's done this, they were doing this before they even met me, I'm sure. The, 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 the certain people I'm thinking about. Mm. They probably were doing this before they even met me. So I can't really blame myself for their shame. Maybe they feel shame after they've done it. But no one has confronted them and said, hey, what are you doing with yourself? And they don't necessarily need to. They may not, they may not know. They may not realize it. I don't know. Shame is complicated, babes. I think we have a very fucked up relationship to it in this country. Well, uh, we definitely don't know how to handle it. I mean, in, in general. We don't know how to handle it. That's right, babes. Well, I think it's the same. I think it's worse in other countries. Yeah. In some ways. In some ways, it depends on where you go in the world. And I'm sure you'll see shame manifest itself in different ways. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're talking about, like, other cultures that practice honor killings, mm -hmm. that they believe that if they are a... Uh, um, if, for example, I've heard a, a, a an extreme story about um, this girl who was killed by her father. Um, I think, I forgot what culture she was from, but it was an honor killing. And there was a video of it, and he um, he got arrested for it, and rightly so. But in their culture, it was an honor killing, and I forgot what she was killed for. And it was something that you wouldn't think... She should have been killed. Yeah, it was something that here would just be like, oh, let's move on with it. Right. But but in their culture, it, it's uh, it's because uh, their daughter um, dishonored the family by, I, I forgot what it was. 
but I, it was it was uh it was pretty extreme and uh her father didn't it seemed to me that her father in hearing the story he didn't even bat an eyelash he just killed her as if she were uh she were sleep, a sheep uh a sheep to the slaughter okay let me ask you a question okay. let's say uh that guy uh, decides to move to the U.S. and they, obviously they don't prosecute him because it happens in another country. He comes to your church, goes up on the pulpit. I don't know if fire brimstone churches do they have like just regular speakers from the community talk, or is it always? Um, it de- uh, well, d- it depends on the church. Okay, there are some churches that have speakers, or some churches that don't have speakers, or this. Homeboy comes up and says, yeah, you know me as part of this church, but what you may not know is that six years ago, I uh, killed my daughter and we videotaped it and it was a lot of fun. But since then, I've accepted Jesus Christ into my heart and I want to get to know some of you. So please come up afterwards. Don't worry. You're not my daughter. It's all cool. And then, you know, makes a little bit of a joke about it. Could you be friends with somebody or go to a church uh, with somebody who talks openly about killing his own daughter, even if he says, this was before I believed in Jesus. Well, I think there's always room for redemption. Mm. Um, if this person has repented and, uh, uh, but I don't know though. He, he committed a crime. I honestly think he deserves the death penalty for that. Um, it would be, I mean, if he really has changed, she has changed. There's always room for redemption, but, um, if he's trying to gain friends just to uh, move back into society, then I would really, really question that. Right. But if he says he repented, could you feel comfortable going to a church that allowed somebody like that? Um, I really couldn't tell you. Mm. I mean, I, it's the same. Well, I guess it's different with, um, with pedophiles, right? Cause mm-hmm. I've, I, um, have heard of churches that have still accepted um, former pedophiles or supposed former pedophiles to serve in, in the church. And I wasn't okay with it. These were ones that you attended. Um, I maybe have, may have attended uh, at least one of them maybe once or twice, but, but I, I was not okay with that. I thought it was very, very dangerous. Um, I, I, I thought that this person did have a criminal record and should not be, uh, should not be teaching people. I I just was not comfortable with that. Did they teach little kids or what? No, they just they taught an adult Sunday school class. Okay, but there were obviously there were kids in the church, and I'm thinking, why would you teach knowing that? I mean, he can certainly attend for sure, but knowing that there are children in the church, why would you teach? Why would you be in a teaching position? I don't know. Mm. It, it, it it boggles my mind. But as far as a murderer, I, that's that's a good question. I, I don't know. Yeah. I really it's It's a complicated thing. And I guess one of the upsides to having a pedophile in your church is that if you ever have like, I don't know, some sort of sale of food, maybe like a bake thing where you go in for breakfast at the church, he can make pedophile pancakes. Oh, Bubs, really? <laughs> what? Oh, I don't understand your jokes sometimes. That, that didn't land? No. Oh. No. I blame the audience, babes. Uh, no. Bubs, really? <laughs> that would not be the name of this episode. No. I think we're going to go with church sluts. No. Oh, we're not going to do that. No, we're not. We're going to come up with something else. Ah. What? Everyone read this morning. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. What were we talking about in bed earlier? Uh, I don't really remember. That's okay. I don't remember either. Is is that you actually don't remember or you just don't want to talk about it? Because <laughs> that sounded like you just don't want to talk about it. No, I don't. I, I, I would bring it up, but for free, y'all, I, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> no, I, no I, I don't think we should go there. Pretend that the microphone is off, babes. No, it's not off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure whatever it is, it's, oh, you might be going back to see relatives for New Year's Eve. It's possible. I'm thinking about it. Um, I have not decided. Yes. I would like to go back because 
my mom's going to be there. She's going to um, see my family for Christmas. So oh. um, it would be nice to do to do that. And, and your mom knows that you're sitting here. For Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, yeah. she asked me if I was going to go, and I said no. Nice, nice. Just as long as you're here on my birthday, the Yes, that's the thing that matters most, babes. Uh-oh. Spend the holidays with my Jewel. Oh. I would prefer to spend New Year's with you too, but it's not the end of the world. No, 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 and and I would be calling you in the morning anyway. Matter of fact, yes. Now that things are starting to open up, maybe I could go out and get a drink with some friends or something. Oh. Because it's been a while since I've done that. Obviously. Obviously. I remember there was one New Year's when I was uh, in Hawaii, and it was me and my sister and my dad. We went to Ruby Tuesdays, and that was when Ruby Tuesdays was still open. I don't even know if it's there anymore, but, oh, we had some really good ribs. And, mm, nice. Good. I know everybody likes to shit on Ruby Tuesdays, but – People would just say little things like, oh, you know, it's just a, a there are these uh, chains that uh, nobody really goes to, like Ruby Tuesday or that local class people go to who don't know what good food tastes like. Um, I've only gone there a few, a few times, and it's been the same Ruby Tuesdays that you used to go to, uh, the Winera all the Moana. Yeah. But I liked it. I thought it was good. I mean, it's not the yeah, best I, food ever, but if you want a quick meal, it's good. It's I mean, if you want to sit down and and eat food with your friends, I I do like their ribs and their sauces. I like their burgers. I like um, I like their cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 one time I went with my friends, I bought um, I got their a uh, chocolate mousse. It was really good. Nice. Um, but I I I like their stuff. I mean, it was nice to see my friends like in the middle of the day and and eat a nice meal at uh, Ruby Tuesdays. I'm happy, babes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. Ruby Tuesdays. Ruby Tuesdays. Okay. Okay. Babes. Yes. Yesterday afternoon. Well, you were really tired yesterday because we took a, a nap. Kind of. For like a couple hours. A little bit. I was only asleep for like 45 minutes. Yeah. Then I, I got up, hung out for a little while. You finally woke up. Mm-hmm. And we had a little bit more turkey. It was pretty good. The pumpkin pie that you bought, which the remains are still in my fridge. And it is really good. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I did. And we ended up coming back here at around 6. Uh, It was before 6.30. Yeah. And you said, hey, why don't we watch The Sound of Music tonight? I did because... I noticed that the Sound of Music, um, they do play it around Thanksgiving. They have played it around Christmas and Easter and and all these um, you know, holiday times. And I, I love that movie. It's such a classic. I think the first time I saw it was in 1994 on NBC. But I want to say it was around Memorial Day weekend. Okay. I, I saw it uh, when I was really little. Yeah. And... Um, I, I, I don't I couldn't tell you how many times I saw it because I saw it when I was little and I got I, I saw it even more when I was <clears throat> when I was, you know, in college and, and because it was because it was airing at different times during holiday seasons. And uh I always liked uh watching it as a kid. It's a really good movie. It is. And I, I loved how I liked the kids that they picked. I know, uh, with the exception of uh, the lady who played Liesel, <clears throat> she was actually an adult, a young adult. Um, I like the chemistry between Christopher Plummer and Julie, Ro- uh, not Julie Roberts, I'm sorry, Julie Andrews. Yeah. And the nuns and Mother Superior and um, uh, Baroness Schrader, whoever played her, I don't know. The acting is really top notch. Yes, so. it is, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the score. I, I was a little bit nervous because the sound of music is on Disney plus in the U S and as we discussed yesterday, I use the UK version because it's not so, you know, just about kids under the age of 12, but it turned out that it was on there Yeah, and we were able to view it. 
It was it was good, I, and I I every time I see that movie, it's I I just love it, and that was one of my first um, memories of being exposed to music was when I listened to part of um, Julie Andrews. Uh, song with the kids uh, in preschool, actually. Oh, wow. You yeah. saw it young, then. So remember that part when she sings, when you know the notes to sing, you can sing most anything. Yes. That was the first time I was exposed to that musical. And when I was in preschool and I was studying, I was in my music class. I do remember that. Like, there's just something you just don't forget. Yeah, Julie Andrews is great. Chris Plummer... Bob Wise, who directed the movie and would later direct Star Trek The Motion Picture, which sucks. But it, oh. if you know about it, it's not completely his fault because there was a lot of studio interference on The Motion Picture. When did that come out? 1979, I want to say December 14th of that year, but I could have the dates off just a little bit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, that was my uh, Sound of Music was my also my first exposure to um, what is called... Uh, solfege syllables, uh, and 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 I I um I credit <laughs> Julie Andrews oh. for showing me that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And the movie saved 20th Century Fox mm-hmm. because around this time, Cleopatra had gone so far over budget because Elizabeth Taylor was a fucking crazy woman and had all these weird demands. And so did Richard, uh, Richard Burton. And it almost destroyed the studio. This film comes out and saves 20th century. Were they married at the time of, uh, Cleopatra? I don't remember it. If I believe what happened was, and I could have this wrong. She was married to Eddie Fisher when they started working on Cleopatra. And by the end of it, they were married. Her and Richard oh, Burton. Okay. Yeah. So he, she, uh, left her man. Him, yeah. Wow. D- dumped his ass and got with Richard Burton. Well, it serves him right. He uh he left Debbie Reynolds for her. That's true. Serves him right. Now I like I I do th- I did think he was a talented singer. I don't know a lot of his stuff, but he was very talented. But um, you know he you know he had an affair on his wife Debbie Reynolds. So you know she it would be um understandable that she would have an affair on him and <laughs> and divorce him afterwards. Yes. Okay. I loved them in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, though. Yeah, that was a crazy movie. That was a very, very crazy movie. And Elizabeth Taylor did play a very crazy woman, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Great film. I don't know. I don't know what. I, I, I guess it was good, but it was. I mean, there are parts of it that were still confusing to me, but. It was it was still good. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was the best movie ever, but um, it was it was interesting. Okay, yes. okay. okay. And she was great in a uh, cat on a hot tin roof. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, I don't think we really need to recap the sound of music because pretty much everybody's seen it. And if hopefully, and if you haven't seen it, you've been living under a rock. Shame on you. <laughs> watch uh, watch this movie it's a classic Amazing. yeah now uh i was surprised that we got to hear about some pussy in this movie oh my goodness actually like seven pussies. okay first oh what was that for <laughs> stop, stop, stop. <laughs> what was that for let me just clean this up a little bit for you folks i don't believe the hey oh tickle truth before i can tickle you ah I'll... You did tickle me. No, when? You just did, like right now. I was barely did anything. No, you you full on attack. You were like this. (laughs) You were like this. You were like this. Give me your feet. Are we going to have a tickle truce? (laughs) And you're hurting me now. Tickle, twickle, twoo. Okay. Now let's talk about pussy. Oh, and the sound of music. Let's talk about the sound of pussy. Oh my! <laughs> hey, I thought we just had a tickle truth. Oh, you, 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 you. Okay, stop it now. Tickle truth now. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say before uh, tickle truth. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm just gonna say before uh, Rick tries to corrupt it like he usually does. Uh, I honestly think that um, he he was. I didn't think um, Max 
were ta- was talking to the children um as um uh I don't think he he meant to make it sound like the, ch- the kids were weak. I think because the 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 word pussy cat or pussy was supposed to be back then before it got completely corrupted used to be uh uh some kind of a pet name and I don't you know like you know how bef- you know how uh some children are, are referred to as lambs? Yes. Okay, I I think it was like that. I don't think that he meant to call him. He meant to call those. Okay, kids l- let's give a little bit of context because most people have seen this movie, but they may not remember the scene we're talking about. Mm-hmm. After Julie Andrews leaves because she finds out that Captain Von Trapp is attracted to her, the kids are all upset. And they're playing. Uh, with some game, yeah, yeah some with game. the Baroness, and and they're and, not having a good time. And then she comes over to Max and is like, "Oh, I'm going to send the these." I almost said a curse word, but I don't believe in that. These kids are boarding school. Yeah, and Max is like, "Oh, cool." And then they come over and he's like, "You look like a bunch of uh, uh, gloomy pussies," and I start laughing. You didn't think he did that, so we had to rewind it. Yeah, but I I don't think he meant it that way. I don't think he meant it in a sexual way. No, no, no. But, I, I said I don't think he meant it sexually or uh, referring to them as weaklings either. I thought I do think he meant the, the latter. I don't think so. Are you surprised that they kept it in the film instead of ed- editing it out like Disney does? With well, some because of that's why I think that's why I think. Um, I I guess I didn't notice it until now because you pointed it out, but I. I don't, I think they, um, I'm not surprised that they kept it. I think that it's, it, um, I think back then it probably meant something different, but. Oh. Oh. Well, I still love you, babes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, white. Yes. Just like the, back then the word gay, um, was supposed to mean something different and now it's been corrupted. Why would it be wrong, babes? If, let's say we're not together. Mm Mm-hmm. And because I just realized that if I put it in the present tense, it makes it seem it is wrong. Mm-hmm. But if I tell you, J-Lo, we're, we're not dating. I'm going out to the club to get some pussy. You couldn't say to one of your friends, uh, if one of your friends says, oh, what's Rick doing? And I'm, you, you can be like, oh, he's going to get some pussy. Because it's been so corrupted mm. that people are so used to it. And if I said it that way, they would have been like, Alana, why'd you say that? Interesting. It's, it's so corrupted now that now I, I don't want to use it at all. Oh. That's 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 why it's just so, um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. So, yes. It's so corrupted. Yes, yes, yes. This movie flew by. Yeah, it did. I mean, um, I've watched it alone, and in three to four hours, it doesn't seem like it's a three to four hour movie. No, it feels like maybe two hours. Right. And, and there's so much stuff in it, but it's really good. And one of the reasons I think this movie holds up, there are actually a couple reasons. Um, in most films where the guy gets the girl and they get married, that's the end of the film. Yeah, exactly. And that, and, and, and in fact, when I first saw it on TV and they got married and it goes to commercial, I, I remember saying to the people in the room, oh, that was a good movie. And they're like, no, it's not over yet. <laughs> There's more to that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing. And we know that the Von Trapp family escaped uh, Austria because they're real life people and they talked about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you don't nest if you just see this movie and yeah. you don't know that it's based on a true story. Yep. You don't know that for sure. Exactly. It ends on a very much a down note. Yeah, it looks like they're going to get out of it, but it's not written in stone. Right. I like that they have the balls, maybe not the pussy. The balls to testicles. Yes. End this movie on kind of a bittersweet note. And I'm wondering, do you think this movie would hold up as well if they just ended it with them falling in love or or if they ended it with them for sure getting out of Austria and now um, everybody's happy? Well, okay. So 
I would have loved to have known how they got out of Austria or if they got out of Austria. I mean, we, we know for a fact that they did yes. in real life, but um, having that suspenseful ending, it really kind of puts the imagination into the person's head. If we were able to talk to the Von Trapps, then they're, I think, I'm, I'm sure they're dead now. My mom talked to one of them. Really? I thought I told you that story. One of the girls in the movie, not in the movie, but one of the of the Von Trapp kids visited my mom's school when the movie came out. Wow. Maybe saying my mom got to talk to her is a little bit of an overstatement. Okay. But I'm an artist. I like to. Oh, my know, goodness. Put my spin on it. Keep going, babes. Okay. So she didn't talk to them, whoever it was. Um, no, but I mean, uh, you kind of wonder what they, I mean, to me, you kind of, it kind of makes you wonder what really happened to them in, in real life with, um, how they escaped the Nazis. Yeah. There are books that, uh, I think some of the Von Trapp children wrote and books about the family. Right. Right. And I'm thinking I might need to read one of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd like to. Um, but but getting back, do you think the movie would be as memorable if it just ended on a high note? No, I honestly think that <clears throat> the festival. Yeah. You remember that part when um they're singing Edelweiss and um and Captain Von Trapp stops in the middle of the song. Yes. Because he's very emotional. Yep. Because he knows that this is the last time he's going to sing it in Austria. Mm-hmm. Um. Really makes you think about the time that this movie was, um, what what this movie was um, showing us a glimpse of, and what was going on in Austria, you know, when the Von Traps were around. Um, but uh, uh, oh yeah, I I think it would not have hold, held up if there was no festival, and. There were no um, n- no uh, way for them to figure out a way to escape. Another thing, too, that adds to it is, what's the oldest daughter's name in it? Dweezel. Dweezel? No, Liesel. Liesel. Okay. Not Dweezel. That's, a, that's a, um, Frank Zappa's son. Okay. Liesel. Liesel uh, is attracted to uh, homeboy Rolf. 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 And... They make Rolf a Nazi. Yeah. One point near the end of the movie, Captain Von Trapp is trying to convince him, hey, you can come with us. Yeah. You can give up this life. You're you're not like them. Yeah. In a stereotypical Hollywood movie, Rolf would have left with the Von Trapps. But the the fact that they they didn't do that, I think is another reason why this film stands out. And then it was a cue for him to uh, notify the lieutenant and the rest of them. Yeah. Like at the very least in other Hollywood films, he would just say, go, uh, go out, be on your way. He wouldn't have called the other Nazis over. Right. Y- you know. Yeah. And you wouldn't have thought that Ralph, you wouldn't have thought that Ralph was uh, going to become a Nazi. No. Because he was just a 17 year old kid. But he did. It was radical light. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, I I think this is the classic. I really liked Mac, Max Detweiler. He's great. <laughs> because, you know, he's trying to make money. And, and um, you know, it, it was kind of funny seeing him interact with uh, Baroness Schrader. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted to make money and she had a lot of money. Yeah, she was rich. And she was like, and she, <laughs> I like the part when, um, um, Max was uh, trying to make money off of the Von Trapp family and say, "Hey, I entered, I entered you guys into <laughs> the," and and Captain Von Trapp, he's like, "Absolutely not! My children are not going to be in a singing contest." And and then <laughs> Baroness Schrader and she's talking to the captain and she says, "Well, I, I need someone to share my money with," and and then she's talking about her being enough for him. <laughs> it's like, and she looks at Maria as she says it. I just think it was hilarious. I love when Captain Von Trapp is looking at Maria 
And the countess or duchess or whatever she is comes Baroness. In, Baroness comes in and is like, uh, I'm thinking about buying you a yacht for our uh, honeymoon. Yes. Or, uh, and where are we going to go? You know, I think maybe a world trip, but I don't know if that's enough. Yeah. And you can just <laughs> tell she's like, she's trying to get him back into the bed. Yeah. To get well, the D. And he's looking at this other woman. Yeah. And then she's like, well, you know, I am enough. But <laughs> 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 yeah. But it that was that was pretty funny. Yeah. What does this film teach us about how grief can change somebody's life? Uh what do you mean by that? What what exactly do you mean? At the beginning of the movie, yes. Julie Andrews comes to the crib and the, the, seriously, this house should be on MTV Cribs. Okay. Well, I don't even know if that's still a thing. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I don't know. I haven't watched it in a long time. Christopher Plummer calls the kids down and he, you know, does his little whistle, whistle thing. thing. Yeah. Yep. At some point, the kids explain, or somebody does, maybe it was the other mate, that um, there hasn't been music or laughter in this household since the wife passed away. That was a Frau Schmidt. Okay. But you get my point. Yes. He sort of ruining his kids' lives yeah. because he's trying to avoid thinking of what he used to have. Oh, yeah. And I and I know that uh, realistically that has happened, I'm sure, mm-hmm. where husband had a, um, had a wife and children. His wife was always singing. She always um, had fun. She always played music. And then when she died, it was just, it halted it, everything. And because he was miserable, he wanted to make the kids miserable and make them into little soldiers. I don't think that a situation like that could end well if you don't have somebody like Maria coming along. Right. And and I love that scene when they're talking and she's she's saying that you, they don't, you don't know the kids. You really need to know them. I made them play clothes. They haven't played in a long time. Mm-hmm. They're having a lot of fun because they were all wet. You know, yes. they all got into the water um, and then you hear them singing and it's almost like it really brought him out of his misery. Like, hey, I actually can sing. And and uh, Maria taught them how to sing. Nice. A criticism you could make about this movie mm-hmm. is that Julie Andrews is a little bit too upbeat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean. You know, you know, Maria kind of reminded me of Mary Poppins in some way. Well, they were played by the same actress. Well, I, I, I understand that, but it's not what I'm getting at. Okay. Mary Poppins was, you know, Mary Poppins was hardly ever cross. She, um, she had directions for the kids to follow. Um, she was practically perfect in every way. Well, I mean, she was a she was a character, mm-hmm. but it almost. You know, Ju- Julie, uh, uh, not Julie Andrews, but um, Maria was a real uh, woman in the movie. She was a nun. And, uh, you know, and, and, and maybe in, in all tens- intents and purposes, she was quite flighty and quite young compared to the other nuns. So she didn't really know what was what she was doing. And... She had a big imagination, and she wanted to pass it on to the kids. And, uh, but I think in some ways, she kind of reminded me of Mary Poppins. I could see that. Yeah. A religious Mary Poppins. (laughs) Yeah. A Mary Poppins who believes in the Lord above. Oh, my goodness. And you'll mock it again. Am I? Yeah. What makes you say that? You do that all the time. Do I really? Yes, you do. You may not realize it, but I, I can hear mockery when I heal it, okay? I think the reason God put you into my life is so... Put me into your life, rather. And so you could be less <laughs> uptight. Oh. Yes. I don't consider it uptightness. I, I got a question for you. Oh, no. That is probably not going to go over well. Uh-oh. But it's in my mind at this moment. Uh-oh. You believe that Jesus Christ was a real human being. Or, I mean, godly, yes, but he came down in human form. He, yes. Okay. Uh, I do not believe this, but we'll cast aside my doubts for now. 
do you think that Jesus had a sense of humor or was it all serious? No joking around with him. I'm so it's possible he did. I can't answer that. He was serious when he had to be. He was kind when he was. He was gentle when he was. He was, um, he judged when he had to. Um, I'm, I, I can't tell you. I don't know. Okay, that's fair. I, I'm sure he was. Nice. Oh, well, it does say in the Bible that he laughs in the heavens. Oh, nice. Yeah, he laughs in the heavens. That's good. So, you know, so, so, so he's, he does, he does show happiness. Yes. Do you think that that's why Jesus took George Carlin at the age of 71 is because he wanted somebody who would make him laugh? Up well, there? we don't even know whether George Carlin was a believer or not. So I can't answer that either. He stated many times that he was an atheist. Now his daughter, uh, Kelly Carlin has said that he was actually more of an agnostic. And I believe Kelly is a Buddhist, but I could have that wrong. Well, unfortunately, it's, I don't know. I, I can't, uh, I don't know what his spiritual state was before he died. So either he is or he isn't. But he might have gotten a free pass because he can make people laugh. You don't too. get free passes. Well, he got a pass because he can make Jesus laugh. No, you don't like, get free passes. It's not a free pass. You got you to gotta be like the court justice. No, bubs. There are, there, are bad, there are formerly bad people in heaven that were forgiven. And that's why they got there. It wasn't because they got a free pass. Oh, it was because they were forgiven for their sins, and they, and that's how they got there. Assuming heaven is real, it is. Which we real. don't know for sure. Oh, it is, Bubs. Oh, it is, Bubs. <laughs> Bubs, you're mocking again. Oh, I didn't know that. Bubs, you be good boy. I love you, babes, and I am always am. I'm Bubs, never, I'm never not good. Boy. You be good boy. Okay, I'm sure heaven is real, and it's Bubs. You be good. All right, babes. We are. I could, I could make you go back and get your masher. Oh, then I just say home, babe. <laughs> Inconvenience to go back to my place. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> there has to be something to use as a substitute masher. Well, we'll figure it out, babes. I'm not too worried about that. All moment. right. I just like. I just want good potatoes. Okay. Yeah. Well, this actually makes me think of something that I'm not sure if I should bring up. Uh oh! What do you want to just say it in private? I want to say it here, but I'm not sure. I, well, 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 okay. Give me a hint. Well, I noticed that sometimes <laughs> you'll get stuck on something, like overthinking about the masher, or you know, just like little things that'll send you in this mental loop. And well, I do that too. So yeah, I don't, but then I don't stay there that long. Okay. After a while, it's like, oh, okay, we'll just figure it out. We'll we'll make we'll make a substitution. Have you ever thought that um, maybe this is something to talk to a therapist about the mental loop? No, I don't. Okay. No, because I don't stay there very long. I mean, I'm I just thought about the masher, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm kicking myself because I thought I'm kicking myself because I should have reminded you, but I'm like, oh, you know, I'll get over it. We'll have good potatoes. We'll we'll figure out a way. Yeah. We'll have good potatoes. Well, good. And, um, you know, if we can't figure it out, then we can always make it next week. That's right, babes. We can always make potatoes next week. True. Yeah. Nice, babes. But we'll, 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 we'll see. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it'll be okay. Yes. J-Lo. And potatoes last pretty long, right? They do. Yeah. What's that? Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Or should we maybe watch The Boys? When are we going to start cooking, though? All right. How about this? Hmm? You wanted to do a Babel podcast today. So why don't we watch The Boys? Oh, that's right. So how about this? <laughs> we watch an episode of The Boys. You read me from the good book. And, and then we start cooking. And then we start cooking. All right. All right. We're going to watch. Good deal. We're going to watch uh, Butcher. And then we're going to call. Uh, we will do Jayla Loves Jesus, but our subtitle for the next one will be Butcher in the Bible. What? Because we're going to watch an episode of The Boys Between Now and the Bible Podcast. Oh, my goodness. Yes. He says the C word a lot. Well, he has when I, uh, since we first started watching this together, but he said nice. a lot of stuff. Nice, nice. He just can't seem to shut up. Yes. I'm sorry, Bubs. I'm still not sold on Butcher. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm sorry. I have to... I, I, I just haven't. There's just something about him that really makes me uneasy. 
I have a question that I'm not sure I should ask because it'll probably make me look like either a moron or somebody who has, it'll make me look stupid, uh. but um, I'm not going to come across good when I ask this question. Uh. Why is cunt considered a curse word? It is. Well, because it's referring to a fem- uh, female anatomy. Oh. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Cunt is a curse word, but vagina isn't. No, because vagina is a medical term for a woman's anatomy. Just like penis is a medical term for male anatomy. And oh. that's just, uh, that, that's just slang. I like both words. Ah! What? Well, I do. Okay. I do. Because I'm into the medical and no, the non-medical not. world. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I'm not into medical world. Okay. You're like, no. Oh, that reminds me. I still got to do that uh, exam on you. Ah! All right. Bubs. I'll give you a pap smear later. Ah! Right now, let's okay, kiss. Okay, okay, okay. All right, let's you, kiss. You're not licensed to do that, by the way. Well, I got a license from uh, God. From who? From God. No, yes. you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. No, no. All right, well, give me a kiss. You be good. I always am, so give me a no, kiss. No, you're not good today. I guess I am. No, you're not good today. Yes, I am giving me a kiss. All right. You're not good today. I always am. But I love you anyway. I love you anyways, babes. Okay. All right, J-Lo, we good? Yes. All right. Bye-bye for now. Watch the same music if you haven't seen it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.